Good morning. Hey, good morning, sweetie. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Dad? I'm fine. What's happening in your world? Uh, I will. Right now, it's just oatmeal and being awake for the first hour of the day. <laughs> yeah, that, I have to confess that's me too. I Typically, I wake up so much earlier, but I got up like nine this morning as so I feel like really luxuriously slept in. <laughs> so, that's like my every day. Well, yeah, but you also stream till like one in the morning or, th or something. So I don't have that excuse. I just, <laughs> I just didn't want to get up. <laughs> well, you've always been a very early riser. Did do you feel like guilty when you wake up this late, or well, no, late? No, I no, late I don't. I just, I did, I did this morning because I had like a bunch of stuff I told myself I would do before before we got together, and uh, that was my. I use that as as a reason to not do some things yesterday. So I have reason to do I feel guilty, but it's because I did it to myself. <laughs> happens too often, man. I always well, have big dreams. Big dreams. Yeah. Whenever you put something off, it just never, I feel like it never actually gets done. So I, I didn't get some things done. And then I I opened my, my emails first thing this morning and I, I paid, I paid for it. Like there was, there were so many emails from so many different people you know, asking for things I knew they were going to be asking for, and there it was. So, you know, I just end <laughs> of semester set my things. phone back down. Yeah, but mom and I went for like a four mile walk yesterday, and Ooh. so you know, wow. it was good. And and then and I was going to come back after that and get some work done. And I know just kind of landed conveniently into into that sleepy time, and I just kind of crashed out. And then I woke up, and then the Giants were on, and, and that was that. So end of it. But that I feel good that. about getting the getting the exercise in, I've been, you know. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's kind of funny how your your fitness goals change as you get older. You know, when you're, <laughs> when you're your age, you know, I want to I want to work out really hard so I can look really good in this <laughs> this outfit or this shirt or whatever. You know, you get you get to my age, like, I better work out so that I can put my socks on without throwing out my back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, wait. I just thought of something. Is there... There's like a tool to help you put your shoe to put your shoe on, like a shoehorn. Is I wonder if there's equivalent for for socks. I feel like a there has to horn. be an invention for a sock horn. No, but I have Something this. I have, for speaking of shoehorn, I, I think mom and Melissa got this for me. It, it's the ultimate. I didn't know how to, th to think of it at first, but I, it turns out I have to admit that I love it. It, it got me the shoehorn. You know, shoehorn is just this little shape. You know, it's a shape. I don't know what what it looks like, but it's this thing you, you just put on your heel so that your foot can slide into a shoe. And I have these little ones where you just kind of bend down, you put it on by the your Achilles heel, you slide your shoe in. Well, mom comes home with this with this shoehorn that's like the size of a cane. Like you can put it, <laughs> you can put your, you can access your your shoe without even having to bend over to do it. And I just I laughed at first, like this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not that old. And then I tried it. I'm like. Ooh, I like this. I mean, it's really great. I mean, if it makes it makes life easier, don't question it. I remember I was with her when she bought it. It was from IKEA. I remember it's like it's like this long. It's, it's I want long. one. It's it's well, you'll you should get one. They work. <laughs> they work. I'm telling you, it's great. So oh, anyway, the concessions you make as you, as you age, it's just kind of funny. You 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 see yourself doing things and using things or whatever that you you kind of look at and go, I. 
is that really me? Like, how is this possible? Because I don't feel any, I don't feel any older, you know, I, I feel exactly the same as, you know, as I always have, but uh-huh. reality is, is, uh, is disagrees, I guess. Yeah. So, it's, it's good. Comes Keep in good shape. All. Yeah. So <laughs> today I sent a message in my subscriber discord to ask if they had any any like discussion requests basically uh or questions and they there are quite a few questions so i thought might as well look at those and see okay. give the people what they want you know um, yeah bring it on most of the wisdom is going to come from dad not me so get ready um okay so the first one is from minty and they asked the way Basically, how to how to deal with heartbreak and disappointment, and then an addendum or frogs. <laughs> <laughs> how to deal with frogs or just well, about frogs? You know? <laughs> yeah. Man, which which one should I answer first? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> how to, I would say it depends on the frog. If it's a if it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's, a, it's one of those frogs that they, we see. But this person, this this question, the person who asked this question may not know that I that I have been a herpetologist in my life, mm-hmm. which is a fancy word for a one who keeps lizards. Yes. And uh, I don't anymore, but I, I used to have terrariums, as you know, uh, full of all t- kinds of things, and I, I did have frogs at at a time. But short short really? answer, you, you can you got to be careful about the kind of if you do that, be careful the kind of frog you put in your terrarium because if you put a frog. Um, like this Argentinian horned frog, or also known as the Pac-Man frog, um, oh. it will. And you come back in a couple in a week, it will be the only living thing left in the terrarium because it will eat it all. It's, um, it's called a pack. Yeah, it's called a Pac-Man frog for a reason. Like the 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 mouth and the jaw is is its whole body, and it will. It, it has the wow. capacity of opening its mouth to swallow anything. And they have a ferocious appetite, so don't ever get an Argentinian horned frog in a terrarium with anything else. There's my there's my advice on frogs, and the other <laughs> one would be the other one would be if it's got a really it's got a bunch of bright beautiful colors and it and Run. it's not occurring naturally in the United States. Don't touch it because it's a possibility that it's a it's a like an a, a, an Amazonian poison dart frog or something along those lines. And if that's the case. Um, that could be deadly for you. So and doesn't do, their skin so secrete po- poison? Like if you, if you touch them, yeah, like they're beautiful that's it frogs. For you. And they're wonderful to keep, but but you have to sign releases to get those in terrariums in the United States because the poison, um, the, the poison is called they're called poison dart frogs because the, the the natives that live in the Amazon traditionally historically would just rub their arrows on the surface oh. of these frogs before they use them to hunt or whatever. Because all you had to do was nick nick the thing and then just track the animal and it would die because it's a, it's a nerve no agent way. and it would kill you. So <gasps> there are different types. You can get other types of, of like Brazilian frogs that are, are are pretty but aren't poison dart frogs. So I always actually kind of wanted those, but just for the I'm thrill of it. Enough to not that would have been a mistake. So. No, no. As someone, question, <laughs> as someone, <laughs> I'm just thinking about myself as someone who has I has I use stainless steel pans. And as someone who has used recipes that go stove to oven, you you fry something on the stove and then you put the whole thing in the oven. As someone who has grabbed the 400 degree handle of the pan 
at least four times. I think a poison dart frog would just be signing my own death sentence. So <laughs> I think I'll, I think yeah. I'll avoid that. Uh, You'd be in there you know, cleaning the terrarium and the thing would leap onto your arm and then you know, that'd be it for you, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. I'm, you know, I was good. never. My rule of thumb with with keeping lizards was I'm, I'm never going to keep something that I'm either afraid of or that can in some way harm me or anybody mm. I care about. You know, so leopard geckos. People get. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to have like vicious things in your in your terrariums or aquariums. You know, um, I feel like I'd have weird. nightmares about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't want that. I never leopard... kept snakes or anything. Like Leopard geckos, they just, they just, they just clamp down on your finger, and it feels like a pinch. Yeah, <laughs> and they try to run away the sometimes because they they're very docile, and also they warn you if they're going to do anything, and also they have no mm. teeth, so right. they just gum you if they want. They're going. To you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's enough for crickets, not enough for a finger. So, so I, I love I love the, uh, the the frog addendum to that question that mm. sent us off in interesting directions, but. <laughs> But, but the, you know, the more serious one about heartache, I mean, you know, there's so many t different types of, of heartache and, and disappointment. I, so it's hard to answer specifically, but in a general sense, I, I would, I would say, don't, I know this sounds cliche, but don't, don't let it become your world. Don't let it get you down indefinitely. Like it's going to get you down because that's the definition of heart, heartache and heartbreak and disappointment when someone you love disappoints you or a relationship that really is important to you dissolves or whatever and you feel that horrible feeling you know that just that pit in your stomach and you, mm. you can't think about anything else and you can't eat and you know the ultimate diet is the breakup diet you know that's the, you could forget mm -hmm. all the other diet books out there just you know get your heart broken and you will lose more weight than you want to lose because you just you know, nothing is appealing to you, you know? yeah i know there's someone out there saying no that's not true i go right for the ice cream but yeah that's that there's that depends too. depends on the person um you know, the way I look at it when it comes to relationships, at least, if a, if a relationship doesn't work out, you have to allow yourself to feel the pain of it. You have to walk through the pain of it um, because, like, you'll, you'll, there are a lot of temptations to anesthetize yourself and not feel it and distract yourself. And those are usually self-destructive behaviors. Yeah. And, um, uh, and one of the worst forms of self-destructive behavior when it comes to that is, is, is the rebound relationship, you know, which – is very common and the rebound relationships can can if you're if depending on the level of your self-destruction can really be problematic you know and only amplify the heartache and the and the struggle that you have so mm -hmm. you know there's there's a there's a certain kind of exquisite pain in being alone like when you're when you're in that place just to embrace it and say okay this is where i am right now and it's and if you're, you're desperate not to feel the pain but if you just can remind yourself that it's not going to last like there will come a morning where you will wake up and it will take at least the amount of time for you to walk to the bathroom start brushing your teeth before the pain hits you like there'll mm -hmm. be at least a delay it won't be like the very first thing you feel and then over time you know that that delay lengthens out and then one day you know you come to the end of the day and you realize that it was a pretty good day you know now you might have a bad day the next day but you just have to hold on to that progress you will get through it mm -hmm. and try not i know it's hard but try not to to, to be self-destructive and don't go down that that dark hole of you know all the things that you did wrong i mean you can, there's a time there'll be a time to reflect on it um mm -hmm. even the reflection can be self-destructive in the beginning you know and yeah yeah so and the, as far as people disappointing you goes, 
um, you have to make a decision at that point. You know, if it's if it's a love relationship and the relationship's over, then there's no decision to make. But if it's like a friend has disappointed you, then you have to decide: is this friendship worth pursuing or not? You know, I mean, at a point, you know, I would tend to I I cherish friendships that I have, and and I would like to keep friendships if I could. Um, but if if the pattern of the friendship is that I keep getting disappointed by this person, you know, I can forgive them and and not hold a grudge, but I probably will separate from that friendship at a point because you know if, it happened, if it's one time and you know they they're, they're sorry for it and we talk it out and we just move on but mm -hmm. you know because you, you want to be forgiving i mean you're going to disappoint people too right and everyone is going to disappoint you at one point or another like it's inevitable i i think it's really important to keep in mind that we're all i made a video a short video about this once and like wrote a piece about it but like i think I think if if we knew if I knew everything there was to know about every person in my life, I probably wouldn't want to be around any of them. But I also yeah. think the same is true in the inverse. Like if if the people around me knew everything, everything about me, every intrusive thought that I've had that I wish wasn't there, every like sinful <laughs> pattern that I had, like I I think people wouldn't want to be around me either. So I know that might seem like a pessimistic way to look at life, but I think it, I, I think it's true. So keeping that reality in mind, I think can yep. prepare you to forgive people. Um, and also to, um, love unconditionally. Uh, and yeah. there's, there's obviously there's exceptions, there's variations to this. Like if you're in a clearly abusive relationship, you shouldn't continue in that obviously. Exactly. But if it's like one person, you know, says something that you never expected them to say, or, or something, someone asks seemingly, acts seemingly out of character, then there's, there's room. And I think there's wisdom and forgiveness and, and. Like we're all we're all constantly fighting between who we are and who we want to be. So mm. if mm -hmm. like we I think it's so important to be patient with other people's progress and the struggle that's always there. Um That's a great point. Yeah. The you know, if you're disappointed, somebody really what it boils down to is that there was an expectation that you had that they didn't meet. And so mm -hmm. in that in that situation, I think it's fair at least to ask did this person know that I had this expectation? Totally. You know, because sometimes I, I've done that. I've disappointed people and I didn't even know it. Like, what? I did? I, you know, and, mm. and they'll and they'll tell me about an expectation they had. And, and I, you know, am surprised by that. And and there was this rift in this in the, in the friendship at that point. And then we got restored because we communicated. So letting people right. know what your expectations are. You gotta be careful. Like in certain, at least in love relationships, what's the quickest way to wreck the relationships? Talk about the relationship, you know? Don't, yeah, too early. Don't, don't, don't overburden somebody with like, you know, you, you just met that you're just friends with. So here are my expectations for our friendship. <laughs> you know, don't, don't Please do sign that. this contract you know, before we progress further in our relationship. Yeah, right. You, you have to be sensitive to the, to the level of intimacy that a relationship has in that moment, you know, and don't, don't see something that isn't there. But, but when you are disappointed, and someone doesn't meet your expectations, at least ask yourself, is it fair for them to have known I had this expectation? You know, is mm -hmm. there anything I, I didn't communicate? And that will, that will help 
least lay some groundwork for possible restoration there too. Yeah. That's a great question. Those are great questions. Yeah. Cause it's easy to take things personally when someone disappoints you, but it's very possible that the person there's also like love languages to consider. Like if my love languages, my love language is gift giving and Joshua doesn't know that. And his love language is quality time. Like, I might try to show my love to him with gifts, whereas he wants more time with me or vice versa. So it's not that we don't love each other. It's that we are still like, I'm thinking like early relationship, we're still learning what it is that makes the other person feel loved. So mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot. It's very important, I think, to remember that everyone is different and your expectations are 100% not the same as the other person's and you're going to project your own you're going to project your own reality and your own expectations onto the other person and that is gonna that's like one of the greatest marriage pieces of like marriage counseling we got when we right before we got married was like because of your family and because of just the fact that you are two different people who grew up in two different worlds to some degree your expectations you you have to release those uh, the non-essential ones, that is, like, things like, I mean, marriage, things like housework and, like, chores and right food, like, literally, like, little habits and things, like, you've grown up a certain way to expect those habits, and you think they're normal. They're not normal. They're normal to your family, and and you have to forge new new reality, new expectations, new traditions with your new family. Yeah. And that, excuse me, <clears throat> and that will change as your family's dynamics change, you know, right. um, you know, you're, you and, and your husband are, you know, in a different place as a couple now than you were when you first got married. And that has to do with, with, you know, a lot of things, your careers and your schedules and, and what, mm -hmm. you know, how things have to change and, and to fit around those different things that you guys have going on. And, and, uh, you know that, and if at some point you add children to the mix, and then that that dramatically changes things, and they're just, or even if you just get a dog, I mean, <laughs> any anything like that, right? Will will change will change the dynamic of what of what needs mm -hmm. to take place in within the fa family dynamic, right? Um, you know, I I have no idea what my love language is. I never really thought about it. You know, Ooh. Uh, I, I don't even know. Like that ought to be. We got to do an episode on that sometime. Like we should. If, I I because I, I know there's like is it. Is it quality time or gift giving or like wh what makes me feel like I'm loved? You know, uh -huh. like, I don't know all those things, I guess. If someone gives me a gift, I, I'm thrilled. If, if if someone spends quality time with me, I'm thrilled. If, like, I don't know what else, what other languages are there? You know? There's, that's a good, I okay. I think, I think it was me and Joshua talking about it. We were trying to figure out what our parents' love languages were. I think for oh, okay. yours. What is, tell me, what's my love language? <laughs> well, we came to the conclusion <laughs> that you're kind of a mix of all of them. Like you have pretty evenly. See, that's what I said. Yeah, like you, you definitely quality quality time. Like you, you cherish and you use effectively use any time that you have with us. Like we always have good conversations. Like I can tell. I can tell. I just see that in you. And then you're also there's also a difference between the love that you receive and the love that you give you're an excellent gift giver like you i remember the gift that you got from mom on their on your 10 year yeah. anniversary like that was this guy got 
he for their ten my mom and my my parents 10 year anniversary you made 10 cds mm. with music from the year of of marriage and not necessarily that was released that year but music that you listened to that year right yeah that thematically expressed what was going on and a diamond ring and a diamond ring. and a diamond ring <laughs> my, my favorite part of those of those 10 cds was that i wrote liner notes for each one you know i put oh, pictures and, and i, I designed I didn't know that. You know, I had the whole jewel cases and the and i had special software so i could print things that would fit into a cd case cds People listening are like, "What's a CD?" But, um, mm -hmm. and I wrote about you know, liner notes in referencing the songs about what was going on that year and why mm -hmm. these songs were memorable for that year. Yeah, I'll have to show you the whole thing. I have, I have to, yeah, I want to look at it. And then the other one is there's five types. Uh, <clears throat> a words of affirmation. You you're really good at giving words of affirmation. Um, I've always felt that you've always very encouraging and that's just, I think just something as someone who loves language, like that's, and like right. you're, you're mass, you have a mastery of language. So it's, that's like a, a natural way for you to express like love to people. Right. And yeah, then never we, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the last two are acts of service and physical touch. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Acts of service. I think. The ones that stick out to me the most are words of affirmation, quality time, and gift giving. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, I'll have to, I'll have to sit down and like, it's a book. We I could do a test. Or... The, yeah, there's a okay. book. Maybe yeah. we'll do that. We'll do one day, maybe next week. We could do a love language yeah. quiz and we'll do a yeah. Enneagram quiz. I'm a, I'm a huggy person too. I like to, I like to like. Mm. You know, hug, hug you guys. And yeah. I don't, I don't, it's interesting. It's, it's just, I'm curious about that. But, but no, yeah, we really couldn't nail one down. How you send and receive it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good, but it's good to know question. those things. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, <laughs> so Joey, one of my mods, Joey Climb says, I don't think anyone could ignore the fact that you and your dad slash family have such a precious relationship. What do you think were the con contributions to this? Mm, I agree. Very much agree. Me too. Um, there's so many things. I, yeah. Well, I'm trying to go back in time and think about yeah, the way we were I, raised. I, to me, I know this, it, I guess I take, I don't want to say I take it for granted, but I, I can't envision another way. Like I, I no, me neither. And I know that that not everybody has that experience with their parents, and and I, so I'm not. I know it isn't for everybody, but I always wanted kids. Um, even when even when mom told me I don't think I can have kids, I said, well, hey, I don't care. You know, I'm, you know, <laughs> that doesn't change how I feel about you. But I always wanted kids, and I and I. I love kids, you know, I love being, being playing with, yeah, even when I was a boy, I loved playing with my, my, my little cousins or whatever, because <laughs> it's just, they're, 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 they're the most delightful little people in the world, you know, they, <laughs> you know, they, they're so trusting and they, they, they're so willing to laugh. And so anyway, when you were born, 
you know, it was, you were just this treasure to me and you still are, you know, and I, I, I couldn't see any other way of interacting with you, but to see you that way and to interact with you that way and to, to just be completely in love with you, you know, and want to, and want to, <laughs> no. you know, make you laugh and smile and make, make you happy and, you know, not, not spoil you, but, you know, always be thinking about what, and this is mom too, you know, and, and, and what would be in your best interest, you know, whatever that, even if you didn't agree all the time what it was, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and you're just delightful, like just being, a, being around you and is a joy for me as a father, you know, and always has been, you know, I was always so very proud of you, even when you were just, you know, not even talking yet, you know, showing you <laughs> off and that never, that, that feeling never went away, you know, from the day you were born until today, like that, it's only grown. It, it's always been there. There's never been, you know, a time where I didn't, you know, feel good to see your smiling face, you know, and, and feel bad to see you unhappy, you know, and, and so everything about my, how I relate to you stems from that same feeling that was just automatically there for me. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, that's from my perspective, I, I, it feels normal and natural because it, it's yeah. just a, fl a flow of, of how I've always seen you and, and, and as a gift and as a joy and, mm -hmm. and as a responsibility, and certainly when you were young, um, but as a source of pride and, and a good kind of pride, you know, and, um, but what's been really wonderful for me as a dad, as you've grown up is, is, is to, come to you on terms of, of uh, like a peer and a friend too, as you've grown mm -hmm. up and, and have these types of conversations like we're having right now, which, you know, it, you know, you, you have as much to contribute as I do and, and more. And, you know, those moments when, you know, I can think, I can recall times when you, I would walk away from, as you got older, I'd walk away from a conversation realizing that I, that you had taught me something. And I, <laughs> I remember thinking that is remarkable, you know, that shift has happened. You know, I mean, you, I was always learning, because I was a dad, but I mean, like you, an insight that you had, uh, you you shared with me about experience I was having and helped me out, or or helped me see myself better, or or talk work through something, and and it's wow. that was a neat thing, and and I realized, wow, so it never really is going to end. Like you're there's <laughs> a, a, an adult now growing to a, a young woman, and that relationship's going to become even richer and deeper now. Um, now are the roles are different. Yeah. And we're going to spend more of our time in this role than we ever did in the role when it was like grown up and, and right. Well, that's weird to think it feels about. Like that's always going to be the whole thing. Yeah. That you think that's going to always be the whole thing. But the truth is that's only like your first, you know, 18 years of life. Um, right. And then, you know, I, I certainly hope that I live long enough to see you get into, you know, my age and older. So that's a long, you know, that's a long time that we're going to be adults together and how much yeah. fun is that going to be? And how, it already is. So, um, <laughs> you know, there, I, I don't know that really, if that really answers the question, cause I can't give anybody like, well, here's five tips or, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, that. I'm trying to think like, I can't imagine having a strained relationship with, with either of you. I, I, yeah. Cause, cause having a healthy relationship with you guys is so important. So, or, or so easy. And I'm trying to understand how is it what causes strained relationships with with parents i i mean i mean the way i am who i am and who mel is we're obviously 
shaped by how we're raised and by you guys. So, so then that obviously there's different factors, but then, okay. So then we have to look further back who you guys are is part of who we are. So then why are you guys the way you are? And I think the really only answer that can really be given is that like Christ is at the center of our family. Like yeah. you, you, I've heard your testimony. I've heard my mom's, I heard mom's testimony and I am amazed at the transformation that you both have, have seen in life when you were saved. Mm -hmm. So like, and, and, and knowing I'm trying to think of the scripture, but like Christ fulfills our needs and mm -hmm. the lackings that we have in our soul and like the feelings of like aimlessness and, and, and I really want to find the reference for what I'm saying, but, um, uh, yeah, yeah like, I, yeah. you guys are who you are because of, because of Christ. So yeah, be Jeremiah seventeen seven. but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Like we, you guys have confidence and peace in yourselves mm -hmm. and therefore aren't projecting insecurities onto your children, which I think is what a lot of parents sadly do mm -hmm. and like try to live vicariously through their kids. And you guys supported us and like had dreams for us, but like you let us take the wheels for the most part and just guided us mm -hmm. along the way. So like, I, that, that's probably the best way I can rationalize yeah. it there was a there was a foundation a firm foundation firm foundation in our in our family from the beginning and by a foundation mom <clears throat> mom and i had a, a shared understanding of what our purpose as parents right was and and what our and what our ultimate goals for you and melissa would be and so there was never a time where where we disagreed on that it, that was never you know on those foundational parts of of parenting and and the goals for for you guys we always were exactly aligned like mm -hmm. and that's only happens if you have a shared worldview right. that's founded in something it's for us, you know, in our in our faith in the Lord and and what our purposes right. were in raising you to 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 know Him, and so you know, mm -hmm. we there were never there was never any family politics going on in the home about right. No, just, we don't we dis we disagreed about what we wanted for you or for Melissa, and then or or we were playing you guys off each other or you know for in some kind of a weird political dynamic and i know no. that can happen you know like well who's who's the favorite parent in this home or mm -hmm. or you know i'll you know one kid will go to mom for task and then we'll go to dad to ask and then and there's they don't agree on on what the discipline should be or they don't agree on what what's permissible in the home like there was you were never going to get anywhere going from me to mom or from <laughs> mom to me um no it we didn't were, matter we one-minded single-minded now you know privately she, she and i would you know talk about, well, sh you know, should we let her go to this concert or should, you know, things, ancillary things like that. Mm -hmm. um, 
but we would never let you see if there was any discord we never let you see it because right that would have only confused you um but that, right. there, there, if there was ever anything you like never that, fought it was something like like in front of what us. concert are you going to but <laughs> as far as like what what's more important you know like I talked about in the last, I think the last podcast, you, you going to this private school or, or, or you shopping at Abercrombie and Fitch, you know, I mean, that, that was, <laughs> we, we, we didn't even have a problem making that choice. I mean, it would, if we could have had both great, but if we had to, if we had to choose, it was easy, you know, and because one fit our ultimate goals for you. And the other one was just, well, that'd be nice if, but it's not a yeah. goal. So I think having, having that. Yeah. One mindedness between yeah. the two of you you know, allowed, allowed for less turmoil in the home mm -hmm. because yeah, we, we just didn't, we didn't have that kind of, any kind of that kind of strife in the home, you know, the, you, you know, there, there was conflict sometimes, of course. Right. But you, Isn't like there you always, yeah, we didn't have like this crazy teenage years with you and Melissa and, you know, where we didn't get along and, and that you ever showed us any disrespect. Like I never, ever caught that from you. Not one time. Did you ever indicate to me that you didn't respect me or that you, no. you never yeah, said no. anything. Even if I wasn't. Or, yeah. yeah. And I, I obviously like there were times that I, I wasn't saved until I was 16. So, and I had times where I had a lot of emotional turmoil and mm -hmm. random stuff and like wanted to do things, but I couldn't or like wouldn't be allowed to or whatever. But even then, like I didn't, yeah, I never um, didn't want to obey. Like I, I, I never dis, I, in my heart, I didn't want to disrespect you because mm. I, I knew you guys were right. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably part of it. But like, I knew you guys had my best interests at heart all the time even if it sucked in the moment but like even then it was so rare and and i don't know obviously me and mel were different as kids but i think she would say the same thing so i don't know well, you guys were you guys, you guys were worthy of my respect so i respected you guys. <laughs> well you tr you trusted us you always yeah, trusted, I trusted us you. and you trusted that we loved you and that we and that, yeah. and that trust found you know when you trust somebody, then you don't question their motives. Like, and if you don't question their motives, mm. um, that's so true. I mean, it changes everything. You know, if you're, you're not suspicious, you're not, you're not angsty about things. You, you can, you can rest in uncomfortable situations because you know, the person who, who loves you uh, is, is, is in control of the situation. They're, mm -hmm. they're not going to leave you there longer than you need to be there or whatever, you know? And we were also never unreasonable with you guys. Like, no, um, you know, you, of course you got in trouble. You were kids, you know, of course you did. But, um, you know, it wasn't like you're grounded for the summer. You know, I, I you know, I, I don't think. No, you guys said just, just punishment for me. And I always knew I deserved, deserved it. So. <laughs> <laughs> there were only maybe two or three times in, in, in my experience as a parent where I think I ever let you guys see that I was angry. Um, and, and those are things we laugh about now. Um, you know, just like, you know, where, where I would, I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, I never, ever yelled at you guys, but, you know, just what would I do? Like, like a, one time I think I was frustrated. I can't remember what it was frustrated about, but I happened to have, there was a shoe nearby and I just took the shoe and I kind of flung it. <laughs> Dead through the shoe. Because it was where it shouldn't be near the kitchen or something. And I just flung it near the door where it was supposed to be. Um, but I flung it with a little extra. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it broke a CD. <laughs> and it wound up in your newsletter. That's right. We were going to talk about this last time. And yeah, it wound, we did. It wound up in some my newsletter that you did as a little girl or something. <laughs> anyway, but that, that was, you know, having that, we had a lot of peace in our home, I guess. That's, that's, that's yeah. Um, I never felt unsafe. I never felt like I was not being cared for. Like there, I just, just like you said, when you trust someone, you don't question their motives. So I was never afraid. Like I never, I don't know. It's hard to imagine it being any differently, but you guys both had a clear objective in mind and it was to raise my sister and I in the Lord and with wisdom and to help us become who we were supposed to be. And you never projected any of your own fears or worries or when like when you're content in who you are you're not as a parent i'm sure this changes everything like when you know your objective in life you're not going to aimlessly and needlessly hurt your children by trying to shape them into who you want to be or who you wish you were or mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way right yeah man so share yeah man i guess it's yeah. pretty simple yeah it, i will <laughs> say I don't, want, I don't want anybody to to get the wrong idea and think that i was this perfect parent i mean i i wasn't you know and nobody is and i and i made i made my mistakes and and things i maybe would do differently i guess but whenever there was something like that I oh I was never afraid to go to you or to Melissa and say hey, you know I I'm I've thought about this some more and and I was wrong I realized mm -hmm. I was wrong in the situation I'm sorry, and and uh, even when you were little I would say those things mm. uh, and that's part of building that trust you know parents if you if you're a parent you're listening to this or you're a future parent um, it's not to say you're sorry to admit you were wrong even to your your children is not a sign of weakness in mm -hmm. fact it's really a, an important it's an part amazing of teaching trust moment. With, yeah, right. They need to see you as human, as fallible, and and that will help build the trust because you know your pride will get in the way. You'll do something and you realize, oh yeah, I, I overreacted to to this thing that my kid just did, and um, and I and I got angrier or whatever. I showed my frustration, and and then you just say, oh well, it doesn't matter. I'm the I'm the dad, so they just have to deal with it, and you just move on because yeah. you know you had a rough day at work. Um, but they remember that like they, they, and then they're a little bit scared. And it shapes like, you them. You really want that? Yeah. So instead you can actually flip that and from a negative to a positive. If you're, if you, you know, just put your, set your pride aside and, and go back to, again, like I said, the original goal, which is I, I want my, I want to raise my children in a certain way. Uh, and, and I don't, and one of the part of that is I don't want them to be, I don't want them to, to distrust me. So mm. I'm going to go to, to and say, yeah, I was wrong about that. And, uh, and we've had, we had those conversations over the years too. So that, you know, that's why we're here having, having this conversation because we like each other. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. You know, I love you. Of course, you're my daughter. I've always <laughs> loved you, but I, I, but I really like you too. Like I would, uh, <laughs> I, I would, I would spend time with you if you, if you weren't related, if you were, if you were, you know, another student in one of my classes, I would think this is a very, this is this is a really great kid. Like I really, you're not a kid anymore, but this is I really like this person, and and they have a lot of interesting things to say, and mm -hmm. you, know, you would you would be someone I would hang out with, you know, well, and if we were the same age, you know, <laughs> I would hang out. That's weird. Wait. <laughs> Maybe if I was a male. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Let me no, I get, I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Don't get the wrong idea, okay? My dad is the most wholesome, wholesome, honorable person I know. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, it's like, I also will say, like, all of my friends who know you, they all think that you are, you guys are exceptional parents. Like, my, my believing friends, cool. too. So... That's nice. There's something there's something well, like else, it. something unquantifiable that you guys have that I, I don't really know how to articulate, but yeah, maybe I'm trying to think of smaller, smaller little details that really meant a lot to me growing up. Like I never oh. felt like you guys wanted to hmm. You never you guys never discouraged me in my interests or in my hobbies or what I thought I wanted to do like with my future or anything and like obviously my plans changed a lot over like the the last like 10 years <laughs> but you know I Yeah, mine too. <laughs> you, yeah, oh yeah, but you guys have been supportive and and helpful all the way through um yeah, that's that's helped me a lot, especially where I'm at now, because it's it's I don't know, I part of my job and part of my livelihood is just like taking grasping interests that I have and turning them into something that benefits not just me, but other people, too. So be having the confidence growing up to like, I can try something new and like, it's OK, I don't have to be one person who only does one thing all the time or I don't have to have my plans set in stone like I think that's prepared me no. for the job that I'm in now because it's very it's very volatile and weird like mm -hmm. I wasn't even playing the game that I'm playing the main game that I've all of my content is about I wasn't even playing that game like a couple months ago so that's amazing like, that's what, amazing like who life, knew who knew? I remember when you first started playing it, you know, and uh, and you're, and mm -hmm. I thought, oh, this is really a pretty game. Like I was oh, thinking, so that. pretty. Just, the interface, the the graphics, it's beautiful, and music, and everything else. And then here we are, you know, and it's become this this uh, this uh, platform for you, or a springboard for your for your platform. So I peaked over four hundred viewers the other day. I know, I, mom, for told the first me, time. I, that's congratulations. That's amazing. Four hundred people. That's amazing. I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm just, just gonna keep it. going. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're doing is working. Not gonna question it. No. <laughs> yeah, know, there's a, a lot of things. There's a lot of things that, that you guys prepared us for. That's a, that's a, that's a great question. I, you know, so, so there's a lot more we could say, but we probably we could talk about this for an hour. But um, mm -hmm. you know, thank to the person who asked it. Thank you for seeing that in us and that we that we have a good relationship. That's always nice to hear. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we do. Um, and if, if it, if that answer can help you at all with your, with your situation present or in the future, um, that's great. You know, because if you don't, like I've said before, you gotta have peace in your home. Like you don't have peace in your mm -hmm. home. You don't have peace. You know, you, yeah. you're, 
your, your family needs to needs to get along you know and every family is different in how that how that works so you know our way is a way uh, the mm -hmm. way they're you know whatever works but you know there's some principles that apply but i guess the last thing i'll say about it is um don't be afraid to laugh at yourself like and laugh at each other like our our, our home is always filled with a lot of <laughs> laughing like you know, yeah you know, having a good sense of humor is great for just getting through life at all and, uh, mm. and so amen just embrace that you know laugh at each other and and when you when you make mistakes you know you're going to laugh at it later so you know just remember just that laugh at it now when it's not so <laughs> yeah it may not be so funny in the moment and you have to be serious about it but just keep you know just be easy on yourself and be easy on the people around you. You know, they, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to go through this together. You're a family and you're not mm -hmm. really, you can't really, you can be estranged from your family, but you can't separate your family. Your family is your family. You're get, you're going to go through the world together. So, you know, be mm -hmm. forgiving and, and laugh at, laugh at each other's mistakes and don't take things too hard. And, you know, that that's, I think good advice too. I agree. Oh man. Well, guess what? We're at the 45 minute mark. Are we already? We had two questions. We answered like two questions. <laughs> we talked about frogs, heartbreak, and family. <laughs> I guess those are pretty hard hitting subjects. Were there, were there any, there's no more questions we can answer in like a minute. I feel bad we didn't get to everybody. There, on, there weren't a ton of questions. Okay, uh, good. Let me see. There's, a, there's one, but it's a really robust question that we'll probably... <laughs> okay. Why do Maybe we exist? A... Why do good people suffer? What does it mean to suffer? Is it a bad thing? I don't think we can answer that in a minute. I don't know if I can answer <laughs> it at all. <laughs> if I claim to be able to answer that in a minute, then, you know, you could just stop listening because I'm a liar. You know? <laughs> don't listen. Don't come back. This is our last episode. <laughs> all right. But thank you guys questions. for listening. Um, thank you for the questions. I think... Yeah, we'll probably do this again. I'll give people more time to ask questions yeah, in the sure. future because it's I nice. Like this. this is a great, a great uh, method. Agreed. Next week we'll do. Um, next week we'll do Enneagram tests and we'll do love language tests. So get ready for some quizzy, oh. quizzy quizzes. Um, wow! <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.